To be a yogi. Good morning, my fellow aspiring yogis and yoginis. This is Edward Reeb, your host. If you've heard the previous few episodes, then you've already heard about Baba's Fest. As you might have noticed, that is the name of this episode. Today we will be interviewing Jamie Guerin, the event coordinator for Baba's Fest 2016. Greetings. Welcome to the To Be a Yogi podcast. It was nice to meet you this morning. Tell me a little bit about Baba's Fest. So, uh, Baba's Fest, um, uh, I, a good friend of mine uh, that I do a lot of work with, his name is uh, David Sandoval, and he is the uh, CEO of a company called Purium Incorporated. And they uh, manufacture and distribute um uh, superfoods, uh, wheatgrass, a kamut, uh, products like that. Mm-hmm. And so he has a, uh, a health retreat, which is in Weldon, California. And uh, it's a 160-acre uh, wellness retreat, which um, he had always wanted to see a yoga festival here at his property. So uh, Bobas Fest was... Um, <clears throat> Uh, conceived of last summer and, uh, as a, a retreat for uh, the teachers in uh, the city. You know, we have Los Angeles, San Diego, Orange County with, uh, you know, millions and millions of people. Um, and so after, uh, uh, you know, visualizing what uh, Baba's best should be, uh, it was really a place for the teachers that uh, could bring their students and uh, and be rewarded uh, building something that uh, you know was a back to nature uh, true um, yoga retreat and festival. Well, it seems like it's coming together so far. Well, we we have uh, some really really outstanding teachers. Um, I don't know if you've had a chance to meet or speak with uh, Jean Heileman, um, but she is um, uh, just one of uh, the teachers that we have coming up um, on April first. Uh, Actually, she'll be here Thursday. She'll be teaching uh, on Friday, and then has another teacher training she'll be going to over the weekend. But um, we have uh, thirty-two. Uh, really great instructors varying from acro yoga uh, to healing music uh, gongs and Tibetan bells uh, and of course um, many many different styles um, of teaching of uh, traditional yoga so we're really looking forward to it um, I know I am it sounds like it's going to be a good place for people to uh, you know, people who are more experienced to hang out with other yoga instructors and get to know people and people who are less experienced to be able to get to know what's available, maybe take a bunch of the classes and leave saying, you know, I really resonated with this one particular form of yoga. I think that's what I'm going to pursue. Yeah, I think uh, I think that's it exactly. Um, and uh, actually, I think we're really blessed to have the venue right on uh, the Kern River itself, 
Um, and it should lend itself to, um, uh, a, I think, a really tranquil setting. And so as you talked about some of the newer uh, teachers and some of the younger teachers that we have uh, coming, um, I think that would be a great experience for them to uh, uh, be able to experience, uh, like you said, a, a variety of um, uh, teaching styles and uh, communication, I think, as well. Absolutely. So I'm, uh, I'm assuming that a lot of this was inspired by Bhakti Fest? Uh, not, not really so much. Okay. Um, it's just the name, uh, the name looks I, the same. For a while I was telling everybody I was going to be presenting at Bhakti Fest until I actually focused on the word and went, oh, Bhava's Fest, this is something else. So the term Bhava is um, uh, more or less five uh, different attributes that... Uh, yogis inspire to cultivate in their personalities and it has to do with uh, love um, and how do we love other people even more than ourselves um, how do we offer service to others uh, freely um, uh, with with just love in our hearts so that is uh, something that uh, I've been exposed to since uh, cultivating this festival. Um, it, not knowing much about yoga myself, I did look into yoga festivals and looked up Bhakti Fest and what the root word of Bhakti was um, and some of the other terms that uh, are used, like Shakti Fest is one of mm. the... Um, so the research um, that I've had to do um, in uh, cultivating this uh, retreat has um, intrigued me. Um, I think that uh, um, it should be obvious to everybody when you look into the faces and the eyes of practitioners of yoga, the uh, real life that's in their eyes. Um, I think they have a glow about them, and I think it comes from acceptance. I think it comes from uh, taking the time to love themselves so that they can be whole for the people that's in their lives. Yeah. Um, and I think that these type of uh, 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 things that I'm becoming aware of is something that has been missing in my life. Uh, for nearly five decades mm. and although we have love of family and people that are close to us of course it's easy to love somebody uh, um, that's close to you but right. uh, to have love for humanity and uh, I think it really um, brings a peace of mind and so today is actually my 14th day of uh, doing yoga um, and without any preconceived ideas of what yoga is or what it should be um, I'm experiencing it um, and I think it's about uh, experiencing yourself and how you fit in I, I think it's really comforting yeah I think that uh, 
uh, yoga is is really misconceived on what it is or what it's for. Um, and I recently watched a video on Facebook of somebody that had to be 300 pounds and they just started uh, not even being able to have any pose other than being on all fours basically um, and transform their life one breath at a time um, and I think being able to love yourself the way that you are yeah. uh, leads to a huge self-improvement because if you do love yourself why would you eat a bag of Doritos? Why would you, you know, sit and drink a 12-pack of beer or, like, chain smoke a pack of cigarettes? Right. Black um, in your lungs, yeah. You know, um, so my background is in marketing. And uh, one thing that uh, I thought that I could bring to some of the yoga community is this... Uh, uh, concept of, of bringing what we have to offer to a wider group of people and um, there's so many uh, talented people that can uh, create something and it could be a blueberry pie or uh, any type of uh, activity that you do that's marketable is um, without telling people um, it's almost like hiding um, this knowledge. And it's hard, I think, for most people to get out of their comfort zone and invite people to their class or invite people to, um, uh, you know, take part in something that you're doing. So um, I hope to be able to use the festival to... Um, help the teachers uh, long afterward to uh, just be encouraged to share what yoga has to offer um, uh, with more people, you know, and through social media, I think it's a great um, way of uh, transmitting to hundreds or thousands of people uh, um, how they can improve their life and then those around them and in our communities um, in every aspect and I think that um, especially in the cities you know it's really needed you know people need yeah. an outlet definitely yeah there's so much poison that goes into people's bodies you know and really a lot of the poison is attitude when I go to the city yeah. I recently went to the city for the Yoga Expo at the Los Angeles Convention Center um, on January 3rd. And I, I lived in the city when I moved here from Hawaii um, to uh, Van Nuys and then later Orange County. Um, the experience of being stuck in traffic and knowing yeah. that you, you know, your, your kids are at home, uh, you're going to be tired, uh, and then the next day to start it all over again, um, and then on payday to go, you know, have to spend your money on a new TV or a shinier car or, uh, you know, it's a never-ending um, struggle. And 
and it, it breaks my heart when I go to the city to see people um, stuck. Uh, it seems that way to me. Uh, yeah. Stuck, really stuck. Uh, with no way out because they don't know anybody that's gotten out. They don't know anybody that uh, has experienced a a successful life on any level. Um, And so they're angry, they're short-tempered, they don't smile if you wave at somebody. You know, they wonder what's wrong with you. They feel trapped. You know, and it is a trap. Um, They've done many experiments with rats in cages, and when you get too many, they hoard food, they pick on one another, they... Uh, you know, it's just um, not a good experience. But uh, I think if we open our hearts uh, and uh, try to make a difference, and even just a smile when you walk some by somebody that hadn't experienced that at all, yeah. can make a difference. So um, that I think I'm, it's, I'm inspired, and I think when I look at you and I look at our teachers and I look at all of the friends and followers we have on our Facebook page I see my future and uh, um, I I look forward to it you know and uh, I can see clearly that uh, it makes a huge difference you know and it's not the exercise you know yoga is not clearly and exercise, although everybody's fit. Um, yeah, uh, it's an awareness. So yeah, I'm looking forward to. It. Yeah, I see what you mean. I I know that because I I I work at Crunch Fitness, so there they emphasize the uh, physical fitness aspect of yoga, and they always kind of take me aside and say, could you make them sweat a little more and, you know, not so much with the meditation at the end. And so I'm looking forward to moving on to a kind of a yoga studio where they appreciate the yoga of it. Um, but yeah, the, uh, the, uh, different people have different emphasis as it seems, but anybody who gets into yoga, you know, I think definitely discovers that there's a little more to it there than just, you know, uh, some stretching, you know. Yeah, I, um, I agree. And, uh, I think when I envision this, uh, festival, Bobas Fest, I, um, envision something more traditional, not so westernized. Um, I have an interesting video on the Facebook page is, uh, Gandhi. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Gandhi at a crunch fitness yoga class. I love that one. <laughs> you know, and I just have to laugh, you know. Yeah. So, but uh, for depression or uh, anxiety or um, if you have any ailments at all, um, once you start loving yourself, I could see making smarter choices at the market. And then, you know, we have a girl here that is our housekeeper at the uh, Oasis, and she has lost over 100 pounds. Uh, She was taking 27 different medications, um, having seizures. They wanted to do surgeries, and through uh, awareness um, (laughs) and making smarter choices, She's eliminating all those medications. She hasn't had a seizure in a year and a half. She, um, you know, um, 
and this is not through yoga, but through awareness and through, uh, I think, loving yourself. And so I think uh, yoga would also open that door to, you know, loving yourself, I think. Oh, for sure. Yeah, I've heard a lot of uh, reports of people being able to get off of medication after, you know, taking up a regular yoga practice. Well, so many, you know, we're not born with medication deficiency. You know, that medication, uh, you know, alleviates the symptom from something that you've put into your body. You know, when we're born, uh, there's nothing in us. We're perfect. I mean, we're absolutely perfect outside of some deformities or uh, rare instances. But, um, you know, it's not until we start poisoning our mind and our bodies. And I think our mind is far more... um, toxic than anything we could consume um, just based on intention and some of the experiments I've seen by Dr. Emoto with the water and intention. Yeah. So um, that intention is another aspect is once you choose not to buy a bag of Doritos and you buy a bunch of grapes right then and there you are intending to love yourself and you're intending to feel better and you're intending to have a long, healthy, vibrant life. And so as soon as you take the grape and put it into your, into your mouth, you are in creating that intention. So that is something really important uh, aspect is that comes with making these these decisions for yourself. And, yeah. Um, so the last few weeks, like I said, 14 days of doing yoga, is that I can clearly see even before I roll out the mat and then when I'm rolling it up and then through the rest of the day, all of my tasks are so much easier, so much easier, clearer, and it's okay, you know, this uh, um, concept of acceptance um, and uh, 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 being okay is um, extremely important in everybody's life. And then that allows you to be the best you can be, you know, because you're not holding yourself back um, from experiencing something in life that you're being led you know, when your heart is leading you in a particular direction and you're scared of the unknown, that prevents so many people from from experiencing life uh, as it was intended. And everybody's intention is different at yeah. points in their life. So, you know, when our heart is leading us and we pray about something and we're given an answer, then at that point, we're obligated to follow because we've prayed we've gotten the answer now we have to take the step you know we put our left foot out and we open the door and we i think that's the path that uh creates freedom in our own mind you know when you're stuck somewhere in a job you don't like um it's extremely taxing you know um and wearing yeah now when you're raising children and you have a wife and a um a mortgage you could go to any job, no matter 
no matter how bad it is, I'm going to have to get that later, um, because it's worthwhile. You have something worthwhile that you're putting yourself through all that misery. But um, outside of outside yeah. of that, we owe it to ourselves, our heart, and our dreams uh, to um, to to find a quiet time and be able to listen and 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 then follow that answer. You know, there was um, there's so many stories of success stories of people that um, were just as miserable as you were at your lowest point, and they have right made a choice at some point to um, move forward and follow their dreams. So that is something I think yoga can bring everybody. You know, just be quiet for a minute and contemplate life. Is this where you want to be? Is this what you want to be tomorrow? And the chances are, if you haven't asked yourself those questions, that you aren't where you want to be. And you aren't living the life you were meant to yeah. live. And so, like when I, I raised three boys, um, and I always raised the bar, and I pushed them very hard, but not in my direction. I asked them every morning to ask themselves, what did they want to do? And then to pursue, just to pursue those goals uh, with everything that they have. And whether it changes tomorrow or next week, for today, let's do the best that we can. And um, that's living, I think, an intentional life that, um, again, bringing it back to yoga, I think, for people that haven't um, asked themselves questions and had the opportunity to believe that they can achieve something in their life that's meaningful, you know. Um, yeah. So money is an interesting concept that being stuck in this reality we can't do without. And so it does distract us from our direction. And, um, you know, there's many scriptures that uh, remind us that you know, simple life like a sparrow doesn't stress where they're going to get, you know, their next meal. You know, they they live their life and um, God provides. So your podcast, Edward, um, uh -huh. I love that concept. Um, and I'd imagine that you've gotten to talk with a lot of different uh, teachers and hear a lot of different... Uh, uh, thoughts on living life. How's that been? Yeah, it's been good. I, um, I've i actually interviewed more people for Bava's Fest than I had interviewed prior to, to that. Um, I uh, had three episodes up um, but now I'm I'm up to I think this is number eight, so so I'm I'm just getting started with it myself. I I see myself as uh, a beginner as far as a teacher. Now the podcast, I have to admit, there's a, a podcast called uh, Smart Drug Smarts, and I was listening to that for a while, and uh, the the person who put the podcast together and the person who was the host of it was talking about how he was invited to Stockholm to an international conference on nootropics, on, on drugs for the brain, and he had said, 
I, I've never gone to school for this. I don't, why are you asking me this? And they said, well, because you're an expert on account of the podcast you run. And as soon as I heard that, I went home and started the To Be a Yogi podcast. Because <laughs> I figured, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm entering in as a, as, a, as a newbie. And I think that also that's a good position to come from as the host of the podcast, not coming out here and saying, I'm a master yogi who's going to teach you all. You know, I, I, I'm not, not doing that at all. I'm saying I'm, I'm a beginner. I don't consider myself a yogi. I'm hoping that within this lifetime, I will be able to consider myself a yogi um, and interviewing people from different uh, schools. I started out with this guy, uh, Alshok Malhotra, who's written many books, and he, he runs five schools in India, and uh, just asked him, help me to be a yogi. And so it's, it's been interesting. Um, some of the interviews, you know, are very kind of outside of that spectrum where people come in and, and say, yeah, I, I mix yoga with, um, you know, sort of an athletic approach and I'm not interested in any of the spiritual stuff. And, uh, that's, that's fine. I mean, I, it's not where I'm coming from, but I, uh, I don't want to exclude, uh, people. Um, I did kind of expose a little bit about Bikram Chowdhury on, uh, on episode two, which I, I can tell people haven't heard because then they say, oh, I'm from the Bikram school. And I go, okay. <laughs> I, w I would love to have someone from the Bikram school on the podcast to speak as a Bikram yogi who continues to operate within that school in spite of the um, scandals that the founders uh, found himself involved in over the years. Uh, but I haven't had anyone yet. Uh, but I'm putting that out there. If you're a Bikram yogi and you would like to uh, defend Bikram yoga, please contact me. And uh, I would love to have that conversation. Uh, but anyway, yeah, that's I don't know if that answers the question. But yeah, it's been um, it's been good getting to kind of take a step into the community and introduce myself and uh, and that's that's kind of where I'm coming from with it. But over time, I'm sure it'll uh, it'll grow as as I grow. You know, uh, I could tell you that uh, I would imagine, and I, I I think that has something to do with how we got so many great teachers as well for Bhavas Fest. But uh, even the best yogis, I wonder. Uh, how much of an ego they still have. You know, um, for most uh, podcasts and radio shows, it doesn't take more, much more than an invitation um, to have the most well-known people uh, come on your show. Yeah. Um, or present on a stage, or like a rock star. You know, they get their adrenaline from teaching, from... Uh, exposing themselves and that's another aspect I think most of the teachers I've met so far uh, seem to be a type A personality uh, with um, uh, you know just very strong <clears throat> I don't know if you've noticed <clears throat> but uh, I think um, your show should attract a lot of teachers um, just uh, trying to learn uh, and just think of all the, you know, the palette that you have to choose from worldwide uh, to bring people on your show and try and share what 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 does yoga um, mean to them? Yeah. You know, what are they trying to teach their students? What do they hope their students are getting from the class? Because it's not about, you know, being able to touch your toes. It's something you're experiencing 
while you're focused on touching your toes. You know, I, I've been uh, a professional skydiver for almost 30 years, and I can honestly tell you that when the door opens at 15,000 feet, you're not thinking about hanging the light bill. Yeah. And that is something I've experienced. I've experienced that on the map. That's probably the appeal you know, right there. And as your mind, you know, when your mind wanders, you're not stretching enough. Or you're not thinking about yourself, you know, yourself. You know, you're not going somewhere, you know, you're distracted for that moment. And so through years of attempting to meditate, and like most type A personalities, is that you have that monkey mind that is chattering all over the tree, uh, and it's almost impossible to sit and focus on a rosebud or a candle or, you know, it's nearly impossible for uh, people like that. So yoga has allowed me to to experience that quietness. And so um, I've met so many people, uh, Edward, that are truly unhappy with where they're at in life. So many um, just unhappy. And they don't know why. The people around them don't know why. Uh, and when we're unhappy, we don't really know why. Uh, and... I don't think that we're asking ourselves where we should be. So I hope that uh, this podcast, if nothing else, inspires uh, someone out there just to ask themselves. Because once you ask, you will get the answer. I've always, I've always gotten it um, when you sincerely want to know. Yeah. You know, and if, whether it takes a day or three days or a week or a month or six months or a year, when the answer comes. You need to be ready um, for change because the door once be you opened. take that, and it, and you do experience change, and it's healthy. It's it's not comforting at all. It, you know, it's uh, but in a way, it's comforting knowing that um, that you're going to live something that you don't know what it is. You know. Yeah. To me, that's exciting. My my wife, my previous, my ex-wife never liked that feeling. You know, she wanted to know where, what time I'd be home every day, or exactly where we were gonna live, or exactly, you know, everything. You know. Um, anyway, you know, um, <laughs> I think that uh, I got to get going pretty quick. Okay. But uh, maybe maybe we could do it again before the festival and sure um, yeah check in again and uh, I'm interviewing uh, Gene Hillman in um, March and uh, I've got another teacher coming up I believe I've got um, Christelle on next Monday and uh, yeah and I'll reach out to the rest of the teachers as well Nick I believe once he gets uh, a computer that can can do Skype then he'll we'll get him on here and. Should be good. Okay, his story. Nick Nick has a great story, um, just with uh, uh, physical limitations and how yoga has uh, brought his spirit out of him and allowed him to shine when he 
had spent his life quiet and not too accepted and uh, that is a great story. You'll love talking to Nick. Excellent. Um, and Gene Heileyman again. I look forward to meeting all the teachers and you as well, Edward. So again, the Bavis Fest, that is uh, March 31st, April 1st, 2nd, and 3rd. And um, I hope anybody that is listening uh, makes it a point to come on up to the Kern River. Sounds good. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. Thank you, Edward, and good luck, and uh, enjoy your yoga practice. Thank you very much, and you too. We'll see you soon. Thank you very much, Jamie, for being on the podcast today. If you'd like to find him on Facebook, he's under Bruce Jamie Guerin. That's G-U-E-R-I-N. And if all of this sounds like fun, and you're free from March 31st to April 3rd, just go to B-H-A-V-A-S. F-E-S-T dot com. Don't forget the promo code to be yogi. That'll knock $50 off the admission fee. Special thanks to Brian Dahl and Loretta's Dahl for the album Golden Dawn LVX from which I've drawn this background theme. For more about that, I invite you to listen to one of my other podcasts, VH Frater BT's Esoterra Nerd podcast, episode 23, in which I interview Brian Dahl. Thank you all for tuning in. Namaste.